0: All righty, welcome back to the program, second hour of it. What is it? It's four minutes past one o'clock here in New South Wales, four minutes past midday up there in Queensland. And we've got a big hour coming up, Blake Solly, very shortly. So we'll look forward to speaking to him about that. They've got the Kyle Turner fundraiser on that as well, which is really important, Friday the 3rd of November at the Wintle Theatre, at the the juniors at Kingford. So we'll speak to Blake about that. Lots of other things to speak to Blake about as well. So if you want to ask the CEO of the South Sydney Rabbitohs a question, please feel free to do so. So Charity Shield, Kebra Park High School, Townsville Blackhawks, et cetera, et cetera, Las Vegas. How's Las Vegas looking? So uh, we've got a bit to ask him on that as well. And then Glenn Hawke will be our special guest in studio as well. He's on his way to North Sydney Oval to... Uh, start of the WBBL. will chat to him about the Pacific Championships as well. We're doing it all thanks to sbsfence.com.au. Remember, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Go and see Alex and the team. Great people at sbsfence.com.au. We do have some great prizes today. The $100 cash, of course, is available to the best call today. That's all thanks to Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport. And we've got the Who Am I... Well, we need to work out. Do we do it for the Who Am I or do we do it for the the text messages? We'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, tickets for you and three others to the Golden Eagle, Rose Hill Garden, Saturday the 4th of November. This is a great prize. Tickets at theraces.com.au, the races. So, um, yes, uh, I reckon we'll do it for the Who Am I. We'll do it for the Who Am I. So you've got to make it tough this time around. Not really easy. Like, anyway, separate, separate issue there with Coach K. Uh, Gareth Whittup, I see, has retired from Rugby League. So, obviously, the Melbourne Storms and George Illawarra Dragons, most recently of the Warrington Wolves. Um, he has retired. Uh, we've got that game coming up too on this weekend, uh, England versus uh, Tonga. Anyone can find a side on that? That'd be great because I can't. I think that's pretty much unacceptable. Like, we here we are, three days out from it. We've got to know the teams, and we don't know the teams. But um, that is my little concern around that. We're talking about the 18th franchise, should it be P and G? Um, it, it's it's a really interesting one when you start talking about you know who who potentially can get involved in that. We had a text message in here, and I want to find it. It's from Dan, who basically talked about. Well with the United Arab Emirates and and Qatar uh, getting involved in the buying of football teams and football players, you know what's to stop them from actually buying the franchise in PNG the, and, and the answer is well nothing really the PNG government um, if they're if they're to be given it I, it's a really really interesting question. Interesting point that you made, Dan. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you thought that golf, this hugely profitable sport, golf, could ever be bought out, you think, nah. Think again. Think again. We're talking about the uh, Curry Knockout and whether the NRL clubs and the NRL will be extending insurance cover for next year. They did it this year. They did it for Queensland's Murray Carnival as well. They're reviewing that for 2024 so this is on the back of josh Adokar. well not only the injury there but the fact that it took two weeks to report tyrell sloan we knew about that injury straight away but that is a real concern for the st george illawarra dragons another one that they've got uh but the josh Adokar one was well now the the canterbury bankstown bulldogs get him in for an hia but it's two weeks after the incident so uh, very hard to get some coverage on that. Jerome Luai has signed with Black Money Enterprises so as Adrian Prezenko said a little earlier, it seems obvious, why would you sign with them if you're not going to test yourself on the open market? November 1, he'll be able to do that. What's he worth? Let us know in your mind one 300 one and Davey Warner he copped the stinker in his mind in the game against Sri Lanka so now he says right, well You've got the player stats going up on the board. We need the umpire stats going up as well. So we need accountability in that. Uh he says it happens in the NRL. It doesn't, Davey. It doesn't happen in the NRL, but each to their own. One three hundred O one eleven seventy zero four five seven. Seven three six. But up next, Blake Solly. CEO of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, a really important Cole Turner fundraiser coming up very shortly, which we can uh, certainly tell you about as well. But there's lots of other things going on with the Rabbitohs and indeed the league. It's great to have Blake on the line. G'day, Blake. Oh, hang on. There we go. You got me, Blake.
1: I've got you, Jimmy. How are you?
0: I'm very well. Thanks for your time, mate. Um, Let's start with uh, Cole Turner. Tragic. uh, What we've learnt Uh, and and we know that there was great representation from the South Sydney Rabbitohs on the day of his funeral and he's out there at Condoblin. What's the latest step that the Rabbitohs are doing to help Kyle's family?
1: Yeah, clearly it was a sad loss, um, Kyle. He was much loved by everyone at the club and everyone he came across. He was a gentle giant, but um, along with um, Steve Gillis, his manager and family of league, um, the club want to raise um, some money for, for Kyle's children. So we're holding a fundraiser at South Juniors on the 3rd of November. It's a lunch that um, we'd love to see as many people as possible there. And then we're also, um, there's an auction on our website, on the AU website for Kyle with a number of his former teammates and other people around the game have donated um, some priceless memorabilia for people to bid on and hopefully raise some money for Kyle's beautiful kids.
0: Uh, and fantastic. That's all happening on the Rabbitose website.
1: That's right, yeah. If you um, if you go to the AU website, you'll see a landing page there for all things Kyle-related. Um, you can bid on the auction, you can buy tickets or you can make a donation uh, to Family of League for Kyle's kids on the website.
0: Um, very busy, the South Sydney Rabbitos off-field, especially with the development and the pathway situation. Koeber Park High School, obviously, is one. Uh, Townsville Blackhawks, another. I think the, my question is around the overall desire to extend the reach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. What prompted that, Blake?
1: Oh, there are a few things. I mean, clearly we have a wonderful partnership with South Juniors and they do a great job. But the 3,500 junior players in our area and our pathway systems continue to improve. We run the New South Wales Cup this year and the Interstate Championship, which was great. But we're also acutely aware that um, we're competing against some teams that have nine and a half, ten thousand 10,000 junior players. So, We need to be opportunistic and form partnerships outside our region um, to enable us to continue to produce players that will go on to be great NRL players and allow us to continue to compete in the NRL competition. And um, both Kieber Park and Townsville Blackhawks were opportunities that came to us um, and we were just fortunate enough to be the right people to partner with. One, a great school that continues to produce wonderful young talent and in the Blackhawks, um, a club that has a proud history um, and, again, produces a lot of players for... Um, both the NRL competition, but importantly, has a really strong presence in the host plus Cup in Queensland.
0: There's a really interesting debate about return on investment here, whether the, the return comes with the development of your own player or whether this actually more financially prudent just to purchase the proven player. It's clear that the Rabbitohs believe that the former is the better or, or, or what part of investing in the game itself comes into play with that as well, Blake?
1: Yeah, certainly we are big investors in our pathways, I and mean, we spend over $2 million in all the grades underneath um, NRL, both across our girls and boys, men's and women's program. So, and we'd be, I suppose, I would imagine a mid range um, team in terms of that investment into development. So, every club is doing development one way or another. Our view is we'd love to have as many players in our top 30 um, from our own system as possible. That's not always going to be the case. Clearly, you get opportunities to sign players outside your system that you're going to bring in, but House at its best has always been when the core or the base or the rump of the club um, comes from its own system and we're adding talent to it rather than having to go out and find talent to um, mitigate or or make up for the lack of talent in our own system.
0: Mm. Uh, Looks like the 18th team is going to be PNG. It's been whispered. Now it's getting a little um, stronger on that. Thoughts on the 18th team? Thoughts on PNG as the likely geographic region, and then how the season looks from a structural point of view, knowing that state of origin takes a big chunk out of the season and that there needs to be the support for international rugby league as well, Blake?
1: Um, well, it makes no sense to go to 17 teams unless you're going to introduce an 18th team at some point, so sure. um, I don't think that's any surprise to anyone. We haven't really been told anything from the NRL about where or how or who that 18th team might be, so we're kind of probably is um, uneducated or, or lack as much information as everyone else. But clearly, um, when the Dolphins came in, it was important that there was an 18th team that joined them at some point. Um, I'll leave it up to Peter and Andrew and all the people at the NRL in terms of who is the best candidate. But there is a certain romance about Papua New Guinea um, joining a competition, given that it is the only nation on earth where rugby league is the number one game, so it would certainly bring something to the competition.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Do you think that they, that team would be based in PNG because that then represents a challenge around recruitment of players, I would think, Blake?
1: Yeah, I think it probably would, but again, it's something that we haven't really got a huge amount of oversight or information on. Um, we read the stories in the press like um, like you do and like uh, your listeners do, so we don't have huge amount of information about what happens next, but Clearly, there's going to be an 18th team. And as you said before, hopefully that offers some opportunities to um, schedule the competition better. It probably allows for a conference system to be introduced. So you would hope that in implementing or introducing an 18th team, all of that stuff's on the table as well, and we end up with a schedule that um, is better suited to what we need.
0: Do you think the clubs deserve input on that, Blake? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and in what in making what decisions, or broadly all of them,
1: well, I think as shareholders of the NRL, we we should have some opportunity to contribute to the discussion or debate about where the 18th team is and, and how it's introduced. Um, at the end of the day, it, it impacts on our um, existence as clubs. We're the ones in some ways who've worked for many years to create a competition that people want to join. So in tandem with the NRL um, senior management and the commission, it would be good to have some input into
0: where that 18th
1: team is and what it looks like and what time frame it comes in. Um, I think if you spoke to the Dolphins and most of us um, existing clubs, um, the Dolphins, as much of a success as they were in their first year, could have done with a greater lead in time. So um, I think there's some lessons to be learned, not only from the Dolphins, but the 16 clubs are in the competition before they joined that can help make whoever that 18th team is, their journey into the competition a lot smoother. Um, and with less disruption to the rest of the competition.
0: Does it make a difference if the NRL came to all clubs and said, oh, by the way, the federal government's going to fund all of this for because of security region, uh, reasons in the region, and therefore the pie that you guys are having uh, divided up is, is no smaller. In fact, is going to be bigger.
1: Well, I think it has to be bigger anyway, Jim, otherwise you won't get any of the 17 supportive. Sure. Um, if you're going to grow the competition, it's got to be growing the size of the pie as well. Um, I think all that stuff is relevant, though. That's, that's the sort yeah. of things that um, the clubs could have some input in and probably help the NRL with um, the process. And like I said, making the introduction of an 18th team a little bit smoother than what the 17th team's introduction was, notwithstanding the success that Wayne and Terry and everyone there at the Dolphins had in their first year.
0: Uh, non-sanctioned sporting events, that's a story today as well. Uh, the NRL covered insurance for the Currie Knockout and the Murray Carnival in Queensland. is going to be under review whether they do it in 2024. Explain to me how that process plays out at a club level, Blake. Does Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker come and see you at the start of the year, halfway through the year, two days before the tournament, and say, hey, I want to go and play in the Koorie Knockout? How's, how's it been from your experience?
1: Um, We're probably a little bit different to most clubs in that um, we 100% support and want our players to play in the knockout. So um, there's no um, concept of the players coming to us with permission. They know they're encouraged if it doesn't clash with representative fixtures or, um, in this case, this year, um, our reserve grade interstate championship. Um, But we want them to play in the knockout. We love the event. We think it's uh, hugely important, not only for rugby league but the indigenous community um i was up there this year for a day of the knockout so i've seen it firsthand um it's a game it's sorry it's a knockout that the game should be celebrating and encouraging and helping continue to grow and thrive rather than stop do
0: do you think that uh, were you satisfied with the protocols put in place for the safety of all players um and nrl players too
1: yeah we, we were satisfied with the protocols we've been satisfied for a number of years um It's great that the NRL provides the insurance, which gives us a little bit more peace of mind. Um, And I'm sure the knockout organisers, like any competition organiser, will look at what happened this year and improve it for next year. That's been the way in which that knockout's grown over the years. I mean, this year it had 64 men's teams um, playing on that Saturday, which is an extraordinary success story um, over the um, period that the knockout's been operating. But it continues to grow from strength to strength, and I think it's incumbent on the game and particular administrators in the game to encourage that and foster that and not try and destroy it.
0: sounds like it'd have an impact on the, the local community as well, too, purely from an economic point of view.
1: Yeah, I think the Central Coast Council was saying that um, it contributes to about $6 million in economic activity when you host a knockout. So, um, again, you only had to walk around the Central Coast over that weekend to see um, teams in their kit, um, people walking around, um, talking about the knockout, um, having a feed, having a drink afterwards, and generally uh, enjoying... A great region in the Central Coast, but also celebrating um, Indigenous culture and, and rugby league. And to me, that's something that we should be really trying to foster and, and not um, tear down.
0: Uh, story yesterday, Charity Shield, uh, there was talk of Wynn Stadium, there was talk of Net Strata Jubilee. Uh, I know that the uh, Mudgie had been the venue for the last few years. on Stadium. Do- do we look at that and not think that's the most underutilised $880 million of taxpayers' money that's ever been built, Blake?
1: Um, I don't know if i go that far, James, but I'm sure um, <laughs> it could be utilised a bit more often. Um, I think um, I think that the Charity Shield might conflict with some of the concerts they've got there over that period of time um, to be played at Aliens. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, it can't be used. We've loved our time in Mudgee and, and in some ways we'd love to go back, but... Um, with the travel to Las Vegas for round one, um, it doesn't really stack up to be able to go to Mudgee in our preseason, unfortunately. So uh, I think that game will be played um, in a venue somewhere, Sydney or Wollongong.
0: Yeah, near near the international airport, right? Because that's, that's <laughs> the next... So more more Elton, less Luttrell at Allianz Stadium, but Luttrell will be in Las Vegas. So how are plans going for Vegas? Sounds like you're well down the road with them.
1: Yeah, certainly uh, the four clubs have been busy working way to make sure that the um, travel and the accommodation and the preparation for the game can be as seamless as possible. You speak to any of the other three CEOs, we're going for a competition game, this is yeah. far from an exhibition game, so we want everything to be perfect um, when we get there. We're working with the NRL to sort of smooth out any issues that we might face. Um, insurance is clearly going to be an issue in America and some of the availability of fields in Vegas. Um will be an issue, but we'll work together to make sure that this is the success it deserves to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Absolutely love the whole concept. Speaking of loving the concept, Coach K, our esteemed producer, mad Rabbitoh supporter, long-time member, he was telling me how good it is. The Rabbitohs membership pack now, it's, it's basically you choose. Whatever you think you might use, you choose. So you better tell us about this initiative as well because our man Coach K was very excited by it, Blake.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we had a few challenges with the system last night when it opened, but oh. um, we'll, resolve, we'll resolve them through today. But, look, that's um, one of the things that this is a huge change from what most clubs and what um, most membership programs are built like, where you get the same item pretty much every year forever. Um, we wanted to give our members more choice over the items that they picked in their membership pack, and it's something that members have fed back to us, like Coach K, years and years and years Um uh, for years and years really about how do we make sure that the membership pack is we've got a bit more selection over what we can put in it and some of the items that reflect probably their taste more than just the generic membership pack so um, yeah we've given the members they go onto a store um, they pick the items that they want and uh, they effectively check out and they are delivered within a few weeks which again is something very different to most other membership programs and something that we wanted to do to innovate and make sure our members were as happy with their membership as they possibly could be.
0: Are you saying there's more than just a water bottle, uh, a member cap, uh, a lanyard holder, and a stubby holder that's available? (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a bit more than that. So there's some some really good new items. And um, again, I think you speak for a lot of people there, Jimmy, when you say that most people get the same membership pack from whatever club, be it AFL, soccer, rugby league, rugby union, uh, every year. And we wanted to do something a little bit different. And rather than have a load of things that are just picked out of a factory somewhere, um, we wanted to give the members a bit more choice and basically to get items that they want, not items that we want them to
0: have. Yeah, yeah, Um, good point. Blake, always great with your time with this program. Really do appreciate it. Thank you for that. Uh, Enjoy the Uh, off-season. And again, thanks for your time.
1: No, and I'll look forward to catching up with you at the uh, St. Greg's Inn pretty soon, Jimmy too, so looking forward to
0: that. Ah, just around the corner, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Blake Solly there, CEO of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Give us your thoughts on any of the things that Blake outlined there. Uh, An important reminder, a fundraising lunch Friday the 3rd of November at the Juniors at Kingsford for Kyle Turner's children for their ongoing education and health. so uh, And and go to the website too, AU to show your support there as well. All right, let's break, and then we're back with more. Stick around.